Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting at FanDuel because they've got an app that's safe and easy to use. Plus, they have all the markets I'm looking to bet, like spreads, live betting, player props, same game parlays, and more. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. You must be 21 and over in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. Chief Content Officer of the Action Network, and I am joined, as I am every single episode, by my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter, my brother. Chad, what's going on, buddy? We got a lot to discuss. Um, On this episode, we will narrow down our sort of leans from Tuesday get down to a final five reminder. We don't have to put our picks in for our contest until Sunday. So this five is what we believe right now for full transparency. We have likely bet or will bet all of these games, regardless whether or not they are final five depends on a lot of factors that happen over the next 48 hours. We will put our final five in the action network app, follow the faves, five in the action network app for these final five our other picks and i have a very specific one i want to discuss with you foxhole from tuesday it was the saints plus three i loved it that line has moved we got ahead of the number exact decision from me jags plus four and a half we got ahead of the number it's now four 
big balls we're going to do today. Simon says, this is what I want to talk to you about. Simon says, the Simon says bet was 49ers minus nine and a half. That number's moved. I bet it at nine and a half immediately on the podcast, used FanDuel, quick slip through the Action Network app. It's now eight and a half. I don't know why. Injuries. I mean, Kittle might be out. They might, they're, they're, they're likely to are down their number one. I saw that Jeff Wilson, I believe yeah. now is their number one. And yep. so he, he was the hottest pickup, right. in fantasy football this past weekend. So I get it. That's why I'm not the biggest fan of people betting early, especially if you're only betting one unit per bet. We did, I don't know how many games last week. I don't know a single game that actually came down to the spread. Well, I guess one. Cleveland, Cleveland and Carolina, right. Cause Carolina opened at four and a half. Then they closed that, well, whatever that was, minus one and a half. So, yeah, that mattered. But, yeah, I'm all about the best of the number. You know, I live for talking about half a point. Um, but, yeah, that happens. So, yeah, it's definitely good on some of the numbers we got. And then, again, we'll talk about these other games coming up. A lot of movement, right? A lot of information coming out. So there are been lines shifting by half a point or a point since just, whatever is it, 36 hours ago. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's why we do the podcast twice a week. It's why we narrow it down. It's why we talk about these things. It all matters. Every single nickel and dime adds up over the course of a season. We're about long-term ROI. It's not a boomer bust cycle, right? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. In the long haul, you make right decisions often enough on the right sides with the right numbers. You squeeze out a little bit of profit. Again, I try to stay off social media because I already have so much noise in my life of other pros reaching out to me. I got Chad. I got other people at the Action Network. That's enough. I don't need to hear like everyone else's opinions on games because it does screw with my head. Um, it makes you question your own picks. The amount of parlays I saw sent to me from our picks of last week, terrifying, Tr truly horrifying. It feels like these people listen to us for our picks, but not our actual advice. Please, guys, bet straight. Just bet individually. Three and two is the goal every week. 60% is always the goal. That's always what we're shooting for. I love it that you guys all hit big. Seriously, it was madness how many parlays were sent to me. So if you're betting 100 bucks on parlays, that means you should be betting over $1,000 even more on your straight bets. So if that's if you're doing the same on parlays you are on your straight bets, no bueno. You're messing up. You got to switch it up. Do 100 on your straight bets, $10 on your parlays. Just please. And again, I only recommend going to three, like two to three times parlays. I don't ever go up to five, six, seven, unless you're going with like five bucks, like really small amount. So Love, love seeing everyone hit big, but like that was crazy. I could not believe how many people parlayed our picks together and actually worked out for them. So awesome to see, but definitely a little nerve wracking. Guy, I am fucking begging you. Don't engage. Don't take too seriously social media. <laughs> it is a wormhole of hate and dysfunction in the broadest sense. There's a I lot give it of right back where I block though. I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at it where I just give it right back or I block. And if they give it back to me they and they just are just straight losers, I just block. But I'm with you, Chad. I try not to, but it's our job. Like you want me to go on there and post stuff. I gotta support other action employees. I gotta repost their stuff. So stuff's gonna slip through. That's true. No, that, that's a fair point. But remember last year, we said to ourselves, we were getting we were too in our heads, we were reacting too much to what was happening in the outside world. I have been watching these lines all week. I feel great about what I'm seeing. I feel great about the bets we're making. Before we get to all that, yeah, let's get to it. Sharp calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Rain, rain. 
Who's calling you this week? And who, what are they saying? Are they ripping? Are they supporting? The biggest talk was futures. And it's hilarious because we always talk about not overreacting. The amount of pros I talk to that think people should be putting money on the Vikings, the Eagles, or the Saints to win the NFC is, is crazy to me. They all think the Bucs are done. They think Green Bay has too many issues that's going to come up later in the season. They don't trust the Rams, and they don't trust the 49ers, which we're going to get to coming up. I just thought that was interesting. That's a lot to overreact to just one week. I can't do it. I mean, the one that does stand out is maybe the Buccaneers. I've seen now that Godwin's out. Mike Evans have popped up the injury report, and so did Leonard Fournette, which is great for our Saints bet. Um, that was more interesting, just how much wide open the NFC is. It wasn't even just my friends, too, that I talked to. It was, like, actual pros that are, like, no, isn't like there's huge market efficiency here that we should be investing in. Like the NFC is wide open, which we knew coming in, right? We and you talked about that. You went with a little bit of a wild card in your um, championship pick. I kind of went with the boring pick. I just wanted the Bucks win in the NFC, but it is wide open. The first game got a call on was definitely that Simon Says pick. Had a couple of pros reach out to me. They think I'm overrating Trey Lance and this 49ers team, and I'm underrating the Seahawks team. And I said, based on what? Geno Smith had literally one good half. Did you guys not see him in the second half? And did you not see that defense and the Seahawks giving up all those yards? I get it. I would love to be down on the 49ers. They're kind of been a, a, te- a team everyone picked coming into the year of being a sleeper team. And it, that's always a little worrisome. But I don't know. That was a tsunami. Like, Justin Fields, to me, just made the plays to win that game. Trey Lance, you can hate on him for that, right? He did not make the plays to put his team in a position to win. But how do I know how good their run scheme is? How do I know this offense is going to function? Even defensively, what do I, what did I really learn about the 49ers team? So to me, nothing's changed. I still had high, the high rating. So I think I came on here and said I would have taken this up to whatever it was, something crazy, like 13. I adjusted, right? Because people really were in my ear, and I was like, okay, I am overvaluing clearly this 49ers team. But they all had this game at seven and a half, eight, which is crazy to me. And, like, that's why they've come in with the public on the Seahawks team but I'm just not drinking the Kool-Aid. So now I'm getting a little worried, Chad. It's feeling like a Giants-Tennessee game all over again. But luckily, there are actual pros on my side of this, but they're still – they still didn't just anything. They're like, this 49ers team, this is what I thought they are going to be coming into the year. Taking nothing away from that Bears game. That was just a literally a one-off tsunami freak game. Now we have Trey Lance at home playing a Seahawks team, coming off a huge win. Um, I think I saw some crazy stat that the 49ers just haven't played well against the Seahawks team since I believe it's 2012. Well, guess who came to the Seahawks in 2012? Russell Wilson. So maybe that was the reason why that Seahawks team was so good against them. I, I just, maybe this won't be me, me, me and Chad's five because um, we have other favorites we like more, but I'm invested. I bet it down. It went eight and a half, it hit eight. I bet it again. So it's like, what can I do? I, I clearly have taken a stand here on this 49ers team, but that was their first definitely glaring call. The next one was Carolina. Pros aligned with us on Carolina. They love that pick against the Giants. Just what we talked about, the seesawness of the Giants, and we can talk about that coming up. Next one was New England, which I am so skeptical of. I don't really understand this, but two really, really smart groups hit this number, and they hit it again. So it went up to two and a half, and then another group I really respect came in and hit actually Pittsburgh. Because, again, it's Tomlin at home as a dog. I get what they're doing now. It's like ping-ponging. We're going into, I kind of wanted to take New England regardless, right? We've seen the trend of these road teams, back-to-back road starts. I think, was it Action that tweeted out, Chad, or was it Bet yeah. Labs? But since 2019 and week two, teams that start the season on the road week one, and then they're on the, se- on the road again for week two, 
They're 8-0 ATS since uh, 2019. My only issue with that stat is COVID happened in the middle of that. And then the following year was like half stadiums, right? People wearing masks still. So there really has not been a home field advantage from 2020 to 2001. So it's a little bit of a skewed stat. But I can see why people were kind of feeling New England in this position. Again, Pittsburgh, huge divisional win, five turnovers, and they won by three in overtime. It's just like not a lot to love either on this Pittsburgh side. So I am curious how you feel about this game, Chad. We'll talk about coming up, but I can tell you the pros love it. They've taken a stand. They love that one. And the other one for us is going to be the Saints. Every pro, I mean, we already made a foxhole bet. I probably would have made our big balls bet. Um, they love it. They, they're all they're with us. They're just like this Saints team will just be undervalued. Again, is it Dennis Allen, the head coach? Yep. Look at his record. If you're under the age of 25 and you don't remember this guy, go look up his head coaching record. I think it was literally eight and 27 or something like that career. Okay. He was bad, but I'm kind of taking like the view of he clearly learned from it. They came back. That wasn't just Jameis Winston. That's a whole mentality of a team there that came back against that Atlanta team. So yeah, I love, love knowing that I'm back on two big bets I've already made. Uh, Cause I was not going to lie to you. I was scared about that Carolina bet just as Baker, but the fact that so many professionals are back on that one, it feels it's giving me confident. And we've seen the number drop, right? It's had two at a lot of books now. Yeah. You know who doesn't get scared? Me. I was never scared <laughs> about that, that Panthers bet. I fully believe. Never nervous about the Saints bet. We're going to talk about the Pats because they were on our list of teams that we're going to think about moving in. Hey, guys. You know, we, we all know you're not scared of taking the Panthers, right? We, we heard your whole spiel during the preseason. I'm not scared of the, I'm we not scared love of the Panthers. Panthers. We know. I love them. I think they're going to be undervalued <laughs> all year. Pats, we're going to talk about. I'm with you on the Niners. It's interesting to me. Niners, Seahawks, Bears, Packers, exact same situations. You've got two teams that are heavily favored in week two that lost in week one, that a lot of, that are public teams playing against teams that upset in week one. And those were wildly extenuating circumstances in which both teams won. The Bears and the Seahawks in week one were both heavy underdogs. Touchdown for the Bears, nearly a touchdown for the Seahawks. Flukish things happened in the game. A monsoon, multiple fumbles at the goal line. There is a massive overreaction to what the Bears and the Seahawks are and a massive overreaction to what people think the 49ers and Packers no longer are. There's value in both. I'm happy with the nine and a half. I will hit the eight, eight and a half on the Niners. I I might take a little taste on the Packers. I'm a little more skeptical. Like I think the Niners can be more of who they are this week because last week was so strange with the rain. I'm a little worried about the Packers just with their weapons. So but I still love the Niners at nine and a half. I think we're exactly on the right side and people will be coming back and seeing how right we are Monday morning. We definitely, we talked about that with the bears, right? We said the value is definitely going to be green Bay. The problem is we're all basing this off models. No model can project drops. Like if Aaron's guys are dropping those balls, what are we going to do? So yeah, definitely scary. But I think Chad's kind of realizing the trends and every little thing points to in this position, Aaron's done well. Every time he's been doubted, anything has happened, and especially with the Bears, like especially with the Bears, for some reason he just performs well against them. Like I can't tell you how much money I've lost taking Bears in this exact spot. So I would say probably about three, four years ago, I just flipped and it was just like 
I'd rarely would take the bears. It had to be, it really would have to be everyone in the world was on green Bay. Right. That was one of those where it's like the three or four points are free points to the bears team. You are not getting this year. This is, this is peak value. You're going to get on the bears bears coming off. What was that? A nine point win against a team that yeah. got blown out in green Bay. So I'm, I'm aligned with Chad. It's like not going to be one of our fives, but it's again, I hate taking these big favorites, but I would be on green Bay as a favorite. All right. Look, we talked a little bit about the saints. We talked about the Panthers. We loved them when we recorded on Tuesday. We still love them recording today. So right now, I am saying Saints-Panthers in our final five as of right now. Well, what do you think? Should we make, do you think the Carolina takes big balls? We're taking Baker on a road. Is there another game you're eyeing up? Because I'm trying to think. Like, I'm looking at my sheet right here. and it's. I, I mean, New England might make me feel the grossest, but, like, this, this Carolina one, it's gross. You're, you're literally got to hold your nose when you take this pick because it's like, well, look, really, the only other one I would say, and we don't have to put it in the final five, if we yeah. want to get to big balls, Jets, J-E-T-S, man. Because I I bet the Jets, and that yeah, number has moved against me. Like, I yeah. bet it at six, and it's at six and a half. I love the Jets in this spot. I stole a stat from uh, Chris Raybon and Stucky on the Action Network podcast because they had some great stats about week two. Because week two is all about overreaction, right? There's yes. no data yet to make decisions. So week two dogs that didn't cover week one by seven or more, the past 20 years, 60% against the spread the next week. This week that applies to the Jets, Cardinals, and Cowboys. By the way, we also talked about the Cowboys as a big balls. I'm probably going to play the Cowboys. Um, that number's come down as well. It was eight and a half down to seven and a half. So there you go. Uh, double digit loss in week one, 61% against the spread in week two, the past 20 years. Every trend, uh, week two dogs of six or less off of a straight up loss, 67% against the spread. That fits the Panthers, Jags, Jets, and Cardinals. So like in every scenario, the Jets are coming up as a bet. I think the Jets would be our big balls. Who wants to bet the fucking Joe Flacco's? No, you're you're 100 spot on. And again, this is again a, a, a point I want to make to people about this show is our whole goal here is that 60% more. So this is a long-term bet. You just make blindly for the rest of your life every time and you will turn a profit. Contest wise, we don't do that, right? We can't just throw it in because it's a 6% clip. We need to hit above 60% to win our contest. So like that little edge there, I love it for long-term betting. For us, it doesn't apply. Like our, we, it's different rules and contests. Again, late in the season, people will hear how crazy we get with strategy. We'll literally pick games because we're trying to catch games on people. So we're trying to double up. We know a public's all over this in the contest. We'll go the other side, just to try to catch up. Even if we hate it, we got to do it. We'll never do that with our bets on this show. We'll always tell you how what exactly what side we're betting, where our money's going. And people know we're on the Jets. So I hit the Jets at six, unfortunately, because I did think it was going to drop. It did drop five and a half. A pro group came in, obviously took a position. Or it could just be teasers, right? The public came in so heavy and they teased it down that the books were just like, all right, forget it. We'll go up to six and a half. But it's up to six and a half. So to me, I would take that value again. If you've just been waiting, you might as well wait a little longer. Like I could see this getting seven especially when the injuries come out for this Jets team, they might be down another guy in their offensive line. You might be able to get that seven. So to me that you could wait, but I'll, I'll grab the six and a half just in case. Jets plus six and a half, big bald bet of the week. Here's another thing to think about with the Jets. The total on this game is crazy, crazy low. All right. It's at 40. So the bookmakers are basically saying to you when they're setting a spread that low, but Set, I'm setting a total that low. 
but setting a spread as high as it is, they're kind of begging you to take the underdog in this spot because they expect it to be a really low scoring game. And it's hard to cover a big spread in a low scoring game. Right. And historically, this always favors. I believe any any dog over three points with a spread lower than 40, it's a crazy high cover rate. So one of those, again, you don't blindly play these things, but this is why you're always looking for trends. It's an edge over the book, right? The books, they know that people have these trends. The general public do not know these trends. So that's, again, a boring trend play. You don't need to build some crazy math system like I built. You can just play that trend and you will be profitable. It's it's a reason these guys play these numbers. I love that idea. It's like you see a total under 40, you're catching over six points. You can do the math. Like you're, you're getting a lot of value in that position. Uh, so I, I like that stat, Chad. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code favorites. This week, my favorite bet is Atlanta catching 10 and a half against the Rams. I love betting with FanDuel because they have all my favorite betting markets, plus live betting options for when I want to jump in and bet all game long. Plus, they have an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So sign up with promo code favorites for your no sweat first bet make every moment more this season with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL must be 21 or older and in select states first online real money wager only refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash rg in colorado iowa michigan new jersey pennsylvania illinois virginia 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in indiana ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770-STOP in louisiana 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right. I want to go back to our final five. Get us focused here for a second. We're putting right now Panthers and Saints in there. I think we both feel good about that. But we got some other teams, right? So Jags plus four and a half. We talked a lot about the Jags. They're at home, divisional home dog against a Colts team that the past six, seven years, I forgot, they haven't won in Jacksonville. We both believe the Jags are better than what they showed on Sunday in that they just missed some plays. They were a young team missing plays and were probably amped. I don't think that happens again. I just don't think the Colts are good enough to be more than a field goal favorite on the road, bang it. Jags plus four and a half. Boom. And I hate it. This is probably definitely going to be in our contest. We just have to play. And I could yeah. back up everything Chad just said, but it's a simple fact of home divisional dog in week two. Not that I want to put down the Colts and what, what they've looked like, but they're just not a team that deserves to be four points or four and a half point favorite in this position. Like the Jaguars, like Chad just talked about, they were really a player or two, a drop or two away from stealing that game from Washington. So yeah, love love the play. It's like there's again, there's a couple of plays this week where it's like 
again, I do all the work. And then, like, then I talk to guys. I just knew right away. This is one of those I just knew as soon as the number was going to come out, we were going to be on this side. Unless the Jaguars were going to win. Because I could have, if the Jaguars would have won, Houston won. What's the spread, right? Maybe two, one yeah. and a half to the Colts. I still think they'd be a favorite in this position just because. I don't think so. Their win total, though, like the book still based a lot of these early lines off win totals. Like the fact that New England, oh, like moved up to whatever it was, minus one against Pittsburgh. I think that was like a win total thing where it's like, you know, the, the Pittsburgh was seven and a half. They were eight, eight and a half. So they gave yeah. them the edge there. Okay. Um, it's same in this kind of position where it's like Colts were what, nine and a half. We were taking Jags at six, six and a half. So I, I get the respect coming in on the Colts. But um, again, I like the Colts later in the year. Matt Ryan gets comfortable being in a new offense on a new team. Still in a great position to fade him. And I like what I saw for Trevor Lawrence. Like I've watched that game three times now. Um, I'm just obsessed with this Jags team. Little worrisome, some of Doug Peterson's calls on offense. Um, it, it's kind of feels like there's a little bit of training wheels on there with Trevor Lawrence, but it's week one in a new scheme. I'm going to try not to hold too much to it, but definitely something keeping my eye on. It's a very basic, he's running very basic offense and a little worrisome as some that's heavily invested in the Jaguars. We're invested in the Jaguars this week. Right now we are invested in uh, the teams from my favorite divisions in football, the AFC South and the NFC South, Jags plus four and a half, Saints plus three, uh, Panthers plus two and a half. Uh, the other team on our list that we loved, 49ers minus nine and a half. We've talked about the Pats. I love the Niners in this spot. I'm starting to feel like I like the Pats a little bit more. Yeah, I just – I don't know what the hell to do with it. Like, all these other pros love it too, and, like, I, I get their position they're coming from. There's a lot of trends that favor what they're saying too. But I just feel like the Patriots might be broken. Like, that was horrible. That Miami game was truly horrible. Miami didn't even play that well, and they kind of dominated them. Like, Miami could have easily beat them by 30 points. I mean, Mac had no time. His receivers were not getting open. Their scheme was just very, very boring. And we already talked about this. It's Patricia and Judge, two guys we do not respect or hold in any high level of like, yeah, these guys know what they're doing. Coaching and offense, we know they've never coached offense before. So I'm scared where it's like a year ago even, I would have been all in on this position. Like this is exactly where you take the Patriots. I don't really know what to do with it. Like I feel like it's going to eventually find our way in just because guys I highly respect are telling me to take the Patriots. Um, but I'll tell you the favorite I love, Chad. Like my number one favorite favorite this week, it's got to be the Ravens. Like I, I just I keep looking at this number and I just keep thinking about all the hype, everything I'm hearing about this Miami team. Man, I, I love the Ravens in this spot. I mean, a rookie head coach on the road in his first first game after a win. It's just lining up really nice, and I had a bunch of different little factors. But the biggest one is watching Tua. He's not comfortable in that new offense. They, they, they left a lot of plays in the field, the Patriots. I do not see the Ravens making the same mistakes. The Ravens offense looked awful last week in the first half. They really figured out the second half. Like Lamar looked comfortable, kind of had his thing going. To me, this is a perfect spot to take this Ravens team. The fact that it's still under four. I know we were talking about we hoping we get the three. I don't think the pros will let this number get the three. Like they, there's kind of a stance here. We've seen the money, the tickets kind of come in on Miami a little bit. Yep. It just, just feels like a great time to take a Ravens team that, they are established. They're not this up-and-coming team that we think Miami is. Look, 
I love the Ravens here. I've I only haven't bet them because I've been waiting for them to get to the three, which is fair, I, you know. But if you don't think it's going to get there, I don't. Then you know what I'm going to do. You don't have to, you don't have to though. You can wait. I just the only reason I'm taking the three is because I just don't want to get it. I don't want it to go back to four. Like I just want to be safe. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. But like again, I I do still love the 49ers. It's just. Do I feel in my in my core what exactly I know I'm getting from the Ravens? I really do. Like the Ravens just feel like I know who they are. Um, Lamar, I know exactly who he is. He's one of the best players in the regular season. The guy kind of lets it let it lets it uh, choke a little bit in the playoffs. But in week two in this position with this team healthy, um, I think Stanley's supposed to be back for their offensive line. It's just it's a nice position to take a Baltimore Ravens team that. I don't know. They're just not really being talked about as much as I think they should be just because they beat the Jets team where the Miami team was just getting so much hype just because they look so good against what could be a bad Patriots team. I think you're right. Uh, let's put let's put the Ravens in. Do we take the 49ers out? Yeah, I switched them out. All right. Ravens are in. Uh, two other games that we've talked. Right now we have Jags, Saints, Panthers, Ravens minus three and a half. So we have four. Uh, Niners are out. I got like three games too that I'm like fighting, not putting the last spot. <laughs> All right. Well, we had listed on Tuesday Titans plus 10, Eagles yeah. minus one and a half. Love them both. Uh, it's, it's tough. Well, before we do that, anything else? Because we had one other game that we kind of targeted which was the Raiders and the Cardinals. No, I mean, I still, I, I like the Raiders play, but there's just other, other games I like more. Like, again, it's, that's the hardest thing. It's like, I love a lot of games, but as a pro, I try to get it down to two sides and one total or, or two totals on one side. Honestly, when I'm making like substantial bets in these early weeks here, I'll bet everything, but I'm saying like, I'm putting a lot on certain things. Um, to me, the Raiders, I like that number, but I don't know if it's going to make my top 10 of my biggest bets. So it's just it's just not what I'm heavy on just because I think you lost the best number. It was two and a half, three and a half, all up to five and a half. It's kind of yeah. a weird dead number. So you said you had three. I just mentioned two of them. I mentioned Titans plus 10, Eagles minus one and a half. Who am I missing? Uh, for games we didn't talk about that I like? Yeah. Uh, Hotlanta. Starting to really drink the Kool-Aid here. I just watching their scheme. I love the run scheme they have. And it's just a fun, fun team where the Rams, I just don't think they are they should be catching 10 and a half against many teams, especially Atlanta, which I just don't see Atlanta being at many games this year. They're just going to be one of these teams, kind of like the Lions last year. I can just see them always being in these close games. Um, it's all about what number we get in the contest. Again, if it's nine and a half, I would not do it. But if it was 10 and a half, still like close to 11, I like that number a lot for this Atlanta team. Um, I guess the only pause is the trends of McVay extended rest after a loss. It's been good to him. But I just love this Atlanta run team. Like everything about the style of offense they play, they slow, they're going to slow games down against the team like Stafford and an offense that likes to pass it. It's going to be hard to get in a rhythm against that kind of style. So we saw that with New Orleans, right? Atlanta controlled that whole game. And also in the fourth quarter, once Winston got into a little bit of rhythm, he put up 16 straight points. So to me, like that's that's the negative of it, where it's like if they go three and out, their, their defense could be in trouble. But 
because uh, again, Atlanta's defense is, is definitely a weakness. But to me, it's a lot of points to be given to a Rams team that they just don't look right. And again, I don't want to take too much for just one game, but it wasn't just like one, two or little th- couple mistakes, like a lot of issues on their offensive line, got issues with Stafford and what he was doing and their defensive side of the ball. They just they're, they're they did not look prepared like on the defensive side, which is a worry for me. So, yeah, that's too many points to be given, uh, given this Rams team. By the way, uh, <clears throat> 81% of the money coming in on the Falcons right now. Jeez. Hopefully that's pro money because that, that's a little scary. I guess they are a little bit of a public dog. But They're we talked this. Public dog. All, these, all these big dogs are public dogs because Atlanta covered, Houston covered, Seahawks covered, and who am I forgetting? Houston covered. So it's like all four of these big underdogs, they burned people last week that were Joe Public and bet on all these favorites. So now they're thinking, okay, these dogs I lost are now all getting 10 or more points, nine or more points. I might as well just take them. So, again, it's a big overreaction week. I'm not normally on a bunch of double-digit favorites, but, like, I like Green Bay. I like San Fran, and I, I kind of like Broncos. So it's it's a rare, rare week for me where I'm on the big favorites. What do we think of uh... – all right, so let's put a pin in the Falcons right now because we also had the Titans plus 10 against Buffalo and we had the Eagles minus one and a half. I kind of love the Eagles right now. Yeah, and I think someone sent it to me. I don't know if, how accurate it is, so I probably should have reached out to Evan, but Kirk Cousins in Monday night games is three and nine ATS, which sounds about right, right? If you think about his career and all the jokes we make at his expense. Um, another big thing for me was, Green Bay had their left tackle and right tackle out of that game, and they had no good receivers. Now the Vikings defense is going against arguably the best offensive line of football, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts has been great out as one of the top quarterbacks in football since he's become a starter. Like, again, I, I don't trust him sometimes. Like, his reads are terrible. His legs, though, are such a weapon. Uh, only, only quarterback to run for more first downs last year or a year last year and a half, is Lamar Jackson. We know how good Lamar is. So I love the upside of this Eagles team. I think the public is kind of figuring out where, again, it's interesting hearing from pros that they just – we talked about before the season. They were down on this Eagles team. They bet they're under win total, which I didn't really get. They just didn't believe in Hurts. They didn't believe in this defense. So the Eagles defense got great. I was the worst tackling team in week one. 30, they're their 32nd team. They literally had the most missed tackles, the most broken tackles, on, again, on their defense. That's huge. They addressed it this week. They've been talking about it all week. I know that's something you can't just change in a week, but that's great. They won a game with a glaring weakness, and now they can improve on it this week leading up to a Vikings game in prime time. So I get why these pros I've talked to, they don't like the Eagles defense, and they think this is going to be a shootout, and then a shootout, they favor this Vikings team. But I just – Again, I just think this Eagles team is just being overlooked in a bunch of different aspects. So I still love it, but that's the hardest point. It's like, I love Tennessee too. If we're going to do a Monday night game, we can't do two. We have to pick one and kind of bite yeah. the bullet. Well, look, I think it to me, I get what you're saying about the Falcons. Yeah, I like these two more than the Falcons, honestly. I like these two more than the Falcons. Yeah. And I think I lean Eagles. I'm getting a very short home favorite on a Monday night game, their opening game at home. And it, to me, I love this team. I, I, I think they have such a higher ceiling than what they're even being given credit for right now. And 
I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins and the Vikings yet. I think they did it against a Green Bay team that is severely deficient. They're just getting too much credit for it. And they left a lot of, we talked about leaving plays in the field. Green Bay left a lot of plays in the field. Left a lot of plays in the field. And, and I think that some people will just look at the final score of the Eagles game and see that it was 38-35 and not realize how thoroughly they beat the Lions. Right. And so I don't know that they're getting enough credit for the win. And I think the number is a little depressed because of that. I think it's Eagles minus one and a half. And like, and again, anything under three to me is a good number. The fact you're getting one and a half now is even better. Um, it's just, I'm honestly surprised though, the love by the pros and the Vikings, because this has been a notorious spot for almost all pros that fade the Vikings. Like you just, this is when you kind of get off a team has a huge divisional win at home. Now they're going on the road in a primetime game with a rookie head coach. Just how it happens is Kirk Cousins as well. I don't know. It's just interesting that pros are actually buying into this Vikings hype where I kind of am too. Like we talked about, I don't, I don't hate the idea of betting their Super Bowl future because NFC is so down right now. But man, that's going to be a weird feeling come January. And it's like, I'm sitting on a Kirk Cousins ticket. He's playing against Tom Brady. And what world am I really feeling confident in that game? Like that's the whole thing about doing these kind of future bets. So yeah, for week two, as you sit here, Chad, I, I love the Eagles in this position. Um, I was hoping you were going to talk to me to the Titans just because I'm such a homer. But when it comes to gambling, I'm not. Like, I'm all for fading the Eagles because I win both worlds. Like, last week, we hit the cover on Detroit and my Eagle, and the Eagles won. Like, yeah, it sucked my money line to come through on the lines, but it's the best of both worlds. So, to me, I'd be much more happy to take the Vikings here, but it's just a bad number, and the public is making it. So, they bet this down. Our final five as of right now, Jags plus four and a half, Saints plus three, Panthers plus two and a half, two favorites, Ravens minus three and a half, Eagles minus one and a half. Only one road team, which is a little scary, but it doesn't really matter. Knocking on the door. We're betting numbers. We're not betting. We're not trying to find balance. Okay. I love balance. <laughs> yeah, but these are each, these are, these are five disconnected decisions. Each one. We are believing in, in and of itself. We do not have to find the perfect sort of formula here. We just need to find the five games we feel great about. And if one wins, it doesn't have an impact on the other one winning or losing. These are our five picks. I've just laid them out to review for everybody. Simon says 49ers minus nine and a half. We chose that on Tuesday. Still like it. Both of us like it. Foxhole, Saints plus three, exec decision. Uh, I chose that on Tuesday. Jacks plus four and a half. Survivor. For those who had to choose lock on Thursday, we chose the Bengals. I still lean Bengals. I like the Broncos too. Well, well, I had a couple of people bring up to me that that's probably the good choice next week. Bengals, they're at the Jets, which I said it's fair. Like if we're doing the look ahead, unfortunately, my guy Travis didn't put out his article, so I couldn't cheat. We do feel good about Green Bay or the 49ers, one of these big favorites. I just saw the Bengals was nice because they're in such a tough division. But that's a good point by people saying they do play the Jets next week. Yeah. Again, next week is tough. I I like I rarely peek a look ahead lines uh, while already working on one week, but that that is one of the ones that stand out. It's kind of the the Vikings play the Lions, which is another good one next week. So obviously you could do that. But for this week, if you're already locked in the Bengals, again, don't hate it. But what would you think about? Would you do Green Bay or um, the 49ers over? the Bengals and save them for next week because we only we only have one left we can't do two again we're down to do one the, contest i might do the broncos broncos okay i'll actually really like that yeah I would I'll, do the broncos. I'll, I'll do that and i'll check their schedule and make sure there's no other layups but this this feels as good as it's going to get right in that yep. division yep our big balls better the week is the new york jets 
These are our faves five. Jags, plus four and a half. Saints, plus three. Panthers, plus two and a half. Eagles, minus one and a half. Ravens, minus three and a half. It's time for Scooch Roulette. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Simon, uh, we both won last week, so uh, I will defer to you. I, I really want to go Ravens because I know that's like my favorite kind of bet so far this week. But I'm feeling most confident in the Saints. There's just something about the Saints in this position at home. I just love the Saints going against Tom. They're just – it feels like the stock on Tom's kind of going down here and the Saints is going up and that the Saints should be minus 2.5, not plus 2.5, so – in fact, I'm getting what feels like a four-point difference is, is enough for me I can't pass on. So I'll, I'll do the Saints as my scooch roulette pick. You will take the Saints. I'm writing that down. I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <sighs> you know yeah. what? It's the very first bet that I made. I think I made it on Sunday night when it was four and a half. I looked at the lines while watching the Sunday night game. I saw all these numbers. The two things that stood out to me were the Chargers plus four and a half and the Jags plus four and a half. I bet the Jags right away. I'm still feeling good about it. No, I agree. I mean, again, that's that's the, such a fun part about week two. It's like as soon as those lines opened, we kind of already knew what we were going to do. All right. I want to remind people, download the Action Network app. Follow the Faves 5 to get our final locked picks for our contest. Those will be the five picks. Follow the favorites podcast. I know it's confusing, but we separated it so we could actually have fidelity to the five picks that we choose every week and people can see how we do at the end of the year. So that's why we separated the two handles. The favorites podcast, you'll get Simon Says, Exact Decision, Foxhole, uh, Big Balls, Scooch Roulette. Ooh, Simon, we didn't do our money line, round robin, parlay. So we Okay. Sure, this one... I honestly took a long look at it just because usually I would try to get a lot of home dogs. We have a lot of home dogs this week. So it's, it was a tougher, tougher choices. But first one that jumped out, Carolina, Saints, Chad knows, we love these dogs, Jaguars, no-brainers. And I was like, okay, who, who are upside dogs we could take that the outside chance of actually pulling these upsets? First one that jumped out was Atlanta. The Atlanta Rams one, that's going to be such a huge number. I got to throw it in. People know I love big dogs. This is my favorite big dog of the week. Had to throw it in there. And who the hell is Cleveland to be getting so many points? Chad knows. So the Jets. This is such a gross money liner dog. But it's I do love terrible. I do love the Jets to actually have a chance of pulling an upset in this position. Okay. So like people are asking how how much we break it out. Two times five. And if you don't know what that means, just go on the action app. They'll they'll give you a breakdown on what uh, different ways you can do round robins. But it's the safest, most boring way to do it. Like last week, you went two, two, and one. You didn't lose all your money. You got a little bit of money back. Where if you go three times or four times, you need three or four of these underdogs to win, which is just, it's really hard. So I do two by five. All right. Again, download the Action Network app. You can follow everything. You guys should watch Green Dot Daily, which is really good. You can watch it in the app. That's the best place to do everything that we do. Watch Green Dot Daily in the app. Green Dot Daily is our daily show setting the betting agenda for the day. It's at noon Eastern. 
Watch Convince Me with me, Simon, Sean Kerner, Chris Raybon, Samantha Praviti, Darren Ravel. That is our NFL pregame show. Watch that at 11 a.m. A lot of good bets in that this past week. Went six and three with those bets. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Love you.